Hey, Bestie. What's up, girl? We help people grow in their Christian lives, and through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life. Right. When you come here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. Here we go. And we are in Farron's favorite part of the mini-series of our I Am Rahab mini-series by Autumn Miles. Yes, we are interviewing people. Yay! We're interviewing people that are living out the concepts we've covered in the book You guys, we know you enjoy hearing from us, but there are other people that have lots of wisdom to share, and we have one of those people on the show today. Yes, today we have Sheryl Barbara, and we know her, and we love her, and she's a wonderful human, and we get to see her face at church all the time, and we knew that this was the exact right miniseries to bring her on because she knows all about this kind of stuff. Yeah, so if you guys, um, if these themes really hit home with you during the study, uh, you're going to be in for a treat. And even if the following ones that I'm building suspense for uh, <laughs> don't relate to you, you probably know someone who might be struggling with these. So be sure to share the episode with them. But if conquering your enemy or your demons is one, if stepping into your promised land, if shaking off a label that maybe you've given yourself or other people have given you, um, putting faith in God because you've heard what he's done for other people. If any of that has resonated with you, um, overcoming trials. I mean, Rahab did a lot. <laughs> There's very little written, but she did a lot <laughs> yeah, in that lot short amount of time. time. Uh, then you're going to love what shared today on this interview. All right. So Sherry, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right. My name is Sherry LaBarbera and I am the director of journey groups at Sea Life Church. And I have, um, gotten that role, privilege of gotten that role because of my crazy past uh, I had a, I have a messy story, but that's okay because that's where God has, has put me in this wonderful role of uh, journey groups. And I'm also doing some individual counseling and um, just retired from the school district. So my story is I was a principal in Mesquite and I made some terrible choices with alcohol. I'm a recovering alcoholic. And so I lost my job as a principal in Mesquite, and that was pretty much my world. I was all about it. Uh, I had my priorities all messed up, but long story short, that job was um, I had to resign, and I went to rehab for 30 days. And then after that, I got involved in a program called Regeneration through Watermark Church, And God just took and redeemed my messes and uh, made it to where it was um, it was a cold uh, October morning. And I got a call from David Griffin. Well, actually, it was afternoon. I take that back. I didn't call him back till morning because I was scared. I was like, why is my pastor calling me? I was like, what have I done now? But anyways, he was calling to see if I would be interested in running the Journey Groups program at Sea Life. And um, it was just, it was a God thing because I was working at Garland as a school counselor and um, able to retire and it just all fell into place. And I was just amazed at how God just laid it out for me. But um, yeah, I'm real passionate about Journey Groups and excited about where it's going. I love how like God's timing was all through this, right? And oh. you had a job in particular where certain things are just not allowed, where they are allowed in other situations. So I love how God wove that into you had a job where certain things could not happen, 
So then you had to leave that job. Like God is now setting you on a track to where it gets you to where you need to be. And you've mentioned journey groups. You're, you help run or you run journey groups at Sea Life and you do counseling. So you do both of these things. And uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what exactly is journey groups? You mentioned Watermark. Um, how does that all kind of tie in with what exactly is journey groups? Okay. And that's a good question because we get it a lot. Um, journey groups is Sea Life's care and support ministry. So I kind of uh, think, try to explain it to people like, do y'all remember, if you were a teacher, you remember the main idea umbrella, right? Where we have the main idea and the drops underneath it were all the details. It's the same thing with journey groups. Journey groups is like the overarching name of the ministry. And then all the details are the different groups that we provide through journey groups. Um, we have re-engage, we have regeneration, we have divorce care, we have grief share, we have um, a ministry called Her Choice to Heal, which is abortion recovery. Um, we have a rid of my disgrace, which is for women who've been through sexual abuse in the past. So we have all different types of ministries underneath the umbrella name of Journey Groups. I love that. That's really good clarification. And I love just being in the audience at church. You guys do a really good job of saying, you know, it's not just for addiction or it's not just, you know, not putting you guys in one corner or pigeonholing you guys. You guys service lots of people that have lots of needs. So and that's it's, awesome. It's even for people who don't have needs. Like you have one about how it's for strengthening marriages. So you could be doing just fine, but you want to do better. Who don't want to do better? So you have a program right now that is specifically for making marriages stronger, which Satan doesn't like healthy marriages. So he's going to try to ruin it. So I'm glad that you're in this role so then you can help people be strengthened. That's great. Yes, that's re-engaged. And that's exactly right. It's it's not for people that are like last leg. This is last ditch effort. Honestly, it's for people that just want to strengthen their marriage and they see some areas that could be worked on. And so they come and, and yeah, it's a great program too. So how would you describe journey groups? We've kind of alluded to one of the ways, but how would you say journey groups differs from other programs? Well, one of the things that to me is the core of journey groups is Jesus. We're all about finding Jesus. And so no matter which group you're in of the ones I just mentioned, it's really more about discipleship and about um, changing from the inside out. We're not at all about behavior modification. Like, sticker and star chart we're white knuckling it and all that type of thing we're about really giving your life to jesus and whatever your sin struggle is he's good his strength is going to help you through that and so we just use different curriculums depending on the group as a tool to help us get to where you know jesus is the center of our life so if you have if you're someone considering going to something like journey groups um what do you think in your experience or working with other people, what got people there? Because sometimes maybe a spouse knows the other spouse needs to go. Maybe you've been contemplating it and there's stuff holding you back. Can you speak to like maybe what holds people back, but what do you see finally gets people to take charge and take action? 
Well, and I do believe that there is a, a stigma, you know, that kind of surrounds it. There's, we have tried to fight against that to talk about how like regeneration is not just about addiction or hardcore alcoholics or that type of thing, but it's more about any sin struggle. We all battle, you know, different things. So codependency, people pleasing, overeating, uh, the stress, anxiety, depression, like all those things can be tackled in um, our different programs. And so we try to take away the stigma of, you know, it being a, a group like a recovery group. That's why we've changed the name to care and support on the website. But, you know, I'm kind of like, let's say it like it is. I mean, it definitely is about recovery also. So I think sometimes what gets people there is just honestly desperation in a way it can be where like, like when I went, I knew like I had lost my job. I had gotten DWI. Like it's, there's a point in your life where you're like, okay, this is not working. <laughs> there's, there's something we need to change here. And so that desperation and that feeling like I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to make this better is, is also what gets people to join groups. So even though we work hard to battle that stigma, there is, there is, truth to the point where we just we need help we need each other and we need help is there any advice that you would give somebody who wants to encourage someone else to attend because i think everyone knows at the heart of it it has to be that person's choice Uh, but even if it's like maybe advice on how to navigate that conversation that like let's say i'm a mom and i know my daughter is addicted to drugs and i want to do something for like how do I live life in that season? How do I, that's two loaded questions. <laughs> How can I navigate that conversation? And if that person is still not making that choice, what do I do in the interim? Well, one thing is basically to just give them the information, you know, to do some research and give them all the information. The fact that we have it on two different nights in the different locations and that it's not just about, you know, people that are, you know, on their last leg or whatever. It's really just discipleship and trying to improve in your walk with Jesus. But also, like I've had several people that'll come with the person that they're um, that they're concerned about or say like, hey, I'll be there with you every step of the way. I'll even go with you. We have a large group at the beginning of journey groups from 630 to 7, and that large group is a testimony or a teach piece or we do worship. And so even if people, let's say, are deciding they don't want to come to one of the groups that starts after that, they can come into large group with the person and, uh, you know, share in the experience with them and just tell them that they're going to be there and support them, you know, through all of it. But you're right. It has to be a decision that somebody makes from their own heart. Like they have to be in it and and not just doing it for somebody else because you all know that never works. So you mentioned a little bit of your story. So how would you say Journey Groups has worked for you personally or someone close to you? Like what kind of transformations have you seen or experienced? Well, um, Journey Groups, and I I guess the very original one I went to was at Watermark, Regeneration at Watermark. And through that process, Jesus, he changed my heart. Like he changed my passions. He changed what I get up for in the morning. I mean, he just, he changed my whole outlook on life um, and the community, the support, like you go every week and there's people there that are going through a lot of the same stuff. You know, I find it real interesting when we get in these groups 
and we talk about like we have different sin struggles, but yet when we get down to some of the core issues that's going on, a lot of us are, are struggling with the same things, you know, pride, control, uh, stress, worry, you know, it, it's just, it's interesting that no matter what sin struggle brought you there, we're, we're dealing with a lot of the same things. Yeah. So you're addressing the actual sin issue, not how it's manifesting, which I think right. is, because a lot of times we're putting a bandaid on a bullet wound. Like, okay, if I just stop doing this, I'm no longer going to struggle with pride or shame or whatever. So I like how it's digging deep and getting to the actual base of the sin struggle and then replacing that with who God says you are to him. That's really cool. And that's exactly right. When I first started going, um, years ago that I was just, I just need to stop stop drinking. Like, I just thought it was all about, I just need to stop drinking. And then the little girl that was with me, um, she, after we were all done, she said, do you remember in the beginning how you would just say you need to stop drinking? But yet as we went through the process and the steps and dug down deep, we, you realized there was so much more to it than just like you said, how we manifest or how we control or what we do to try to numb or whatever it is, the, the real problem that's going on. Yeah. What would you say to someone that is maybe on the fence, but they think they're too far gone? Like that's, I'm glad that worked for you. I'm glad you've had a good experience, but you know, I think our church brings this idea up a lot. Like if you only knew what I did, then you'd understand why it's not going to work for me. And they kind of talk themselves out of it. So what would you say to someone that thinks they're too far gone their sins are too great, um, mm. and the role Jesus might play in that. I mean, first of all, how how big is our God, right? Our God can change anything. I mean, he can redeem the messy, messiest of things. Um, and then second of all, I would just try to give them some hope. Like, I feel like hope is such a huge thing in, like, people that struggle with addiction or um, you know, they just feel like there's no hope for their marriage or there's no hope for, like you said, I'm too far gone. It's just, we have to give them, like, I have seen so many people, the transformation that we get to see through people like in regeneration, it's about a year long process. So, I mean, that's a pretty big commitment and you do the work and you go through the steps. And I mean, the transformation I have seen in people, I'm just like, no, nobody's too far gone. Like, Please give it a chance. And then sometimes we'll just say, hey, give it a month. If you don't want it, like people get real scared by, oh, it's a year commitment. I don't have that kind of time or whatever. So then I would just tell them, give it a month and see how you're feeling after a month. And then make a decision. Like you don't come in and sign in blood. You're not signing a contract. You're just coming in, giving it a chance, feel, trying it out, and then see if it works and if it makes a difference. And you can start to, you, we talk a lot about trusting the process. Like we have to trust the process that you're going through because Jesus works. He doesn't work. It's not a magic wand. He doesn't work overnight. You have to go through and do the work and do the steps. And it makes a huge difference. That's awesome. So how can people get access to journey groups? And I know you've mentioned you borrowed from Watermark. Like you went to Watermark and now it's at Sea Life and now you're running it at Sea Life. So what would you say to someone who wants to get that access for their church. Let's say they live somewhere else. How do they do that? Well, and that's, we, Sea Life has kind of put their own spin on this by calling it journey groups and having all the different groups underneath. Um, Like, so let's say, for example, somebody wanted to have regeneration at their church. 
then they would need to contact Watermark and they actually go through a process and sign a contract with them that they will run the program according to the way Watermark um, wants it to be run. Now, like divorce care and grief share, they're a little bit different. They um, they also have like a an organization that you can get the curriculum from them and you you work with them and then they allow you to run the program at your church. So the way we do it is a little bit different by calling it journey groups. That's a sea life thing. Um, so it, and we just put the ministry of quick care and support all together and, and uh, do the large group. And we just, we have built a huge, uh, not huge, working on it being huge, but <laughs> we've built a community where um, we really support each other, even in the different groups, like regen people or reaching out to div- divorce care people, like, or, you know, vice versa. It's not like we all, stay in our little lane. We all work together as a community. So. Okay. So used to be called journey groups, but now called care and support journey groups, care and support. Is it common or substituted? <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm journey groups is like the, the name, the trademark name or whatever for sea life. And then to describe it on the website, you'll see it says the care and support ministry. Okay. So. This is my real question. <laughs> that was just in my head. I was like, am I supposed to say dream groups or care and support? Gotcha. Um, so people go through this process and they have this transformation. Are they cured and set for life? Or what does it look like beyond that? Um, I'll just start with that first question. Okay. That's it. Cause we were talking about that last night. Like the process is never done. It's never finished. Like you feel like you've made, hopefully you feel like you've made pretty big strides when you get done with the program, but no, it's daily surrender to Jesus. I mean, that's the way, that's one of the things that when I, I feel like I really picked up from the first time that I went is every day I'm in the Bible. I start my day off that way in the mornings, reading and praying and having my Jesus time, I'm not real good when I, <laughs> when I don't have that time. So no, it's, we're never finished, right? It's a constant process. It's a constant um, daily surrender, take up your cross and just um, having him work through your life. We just recorded uh, the, one of the episodes prior to this interview and I asked Brooke this question and I thought I'd ask you this question. What are some things that you have in place in your life now post journey groups? that you didn't have before that are just really life-giving. It could be habits. It could be community. It could be your outlook on the future and what, you know, you hope the future holds. How do those things look different now after having gone through journey groups? And I will, it's the, it is that quiet time in the morning, that time with Jesus. I try to start the day off every day with reading and, and time with him. And then I also believe there's accountability in place that we have people support community, all those things. But like, there's people that I reach out to and ask for prayer or ask for support and just, um, you know, let them know if I'm struggling with something or constantly, um, feeling like there's, you're not alone in this, you know, it really builds up that sense of community, Jesus, number one, and then family, but then that's, community support. And then just little things too. Like I try to walk like exercise and just things that, um, you know, maybe when your priorities are messed up and you got everything, like it's all about pride was one of my things. I was very proud of my job, proud of 
the different things. And, and, um, I just realized that this, it's just not the, when your priorities are mixed up your life, it shows it, you know, when you start to get your priorities in line and like, you do have to come up with habits. Like you said, that when you're stressed and anxious, you know, what do we do? Well, I, I try to go walk it off a little bit or something and, or reach out to somebody and say, Hey, can we pray together? Can we have some coffee? Let's talk. Um, so yeah, definitely. And that hope, I just, I want to say that again, the hope, that we have that I don't, I don't, I'm not slave to that thing anymore. I mean that I'm not, I'm not bonded by that every day. I'm not thinking about that, you know, when I'm going to go home to, to do the drinking or whatever it is, you know, um, it's just, uh, there's such a freedom that I feel now. That's awesome. Yes. So I don't know if that was answering that question. Yep, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So kind of wrapping up, how, is there anything else you want to add about journey groups, whether that's trying to get someone to come or just, did we not, did we miss something that you wanted to say? Maybe there's like a frequently asked thing, right? Like people ask you and we didn't tee you up for it or a misconception that people often have that uh, you'd like to have addressed. Well, I do want people to feel free to reach out to me. Like, I do not mind ever answering questions about journey groups. So I know some people get real leery about putting their number out there or their email. And it's like, no, I want people, any question, any question you have about it, please ask, you know, reach out and ask. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about that. It's it's not just for people that are like hardcore addicts or that type of thing that I do feel like that sometimes is the the thought that, oh, I, you know, I might be dealing with something smaller, but, it, you know, if it's changing or affecting your life, then take the steps to do something about it. You know, don't get, don't get caught up in that. Oh, I'm not, I don't want to see who might see me here or that type of thing. Like it's, it, we're just, we're really trying to change the whole feeling. Like it's, you know, that, I don't know. I'm kind of stammering now. Sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. Break the the stigma of like, oh, you're going to therapy or, oh, you're going to a group. Everybody needs, needs therapy guys. Everybody needs a group of people who can support them and guide them. Right. This one just has a cool name to it. Yes. Yeah. And that's some people were like, well, what about like, so regeneration kind of, it kind of is the catch all one. Like if you're struggling with something specific, like divorce or grief, then you would want to probably start with one of those groups like grief, share or divorce. But if it's something like, I don't know, I just want to start being involved in like a discipleship and, and being, cause this is so biblically found like they watermark has done a great job with regeneration of, you know, it's not just the 12 steps. It's got Bible verses all throughout it. So it's really all about making Jesus the center of your life. I was just going to reiterate a lot of the things you're saying just so that our audience is hearing the connection too. that like we're really big proponents of community and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's hard to make friends especially like as moms like you have kids you're just trying to keep alive you know Uh, so you can find a sense of community with people that can relate to some of the stuff you're going through and also more time in the word you know what you're setting Mm -hmm. your schedule to go with that as well. And so we love that it's, of course, like biblically, scripturally, all based and so on and so forth. And there's another thing you said that I thought really highlighted it, too. You didn't think on it? Yeah. Okay. 
I, I love that you were saying, Karen, so sometimes people are like, I don't have time. Okay, well, we can make a block of time. I have kids. Okay, well, we have childcare. I don't have any care. money. Okay, it's free. <laughs> so it's free. Someone will watch your children for you and you mm-hmm. get to go read the Bible. So if you're having a hard time finding time because of kids or work or whatever, this is after typical work hours. This is childcare. It's free. We're trying to get rid of as many barriers as possible, but I'm sure if someone had another barrier they thought of, they could just email you and say, well, what about this? And you'll answer that. Exactly. That's exactly right. Because, um, and like, if you think, well, that people get scared about the commitment, like that's a long commitment. Well, think about how long you've struggled in your sin and, and how, you know, think about how that has shaped you. I mean, there's things that when we go through this, we discover from our childhood that has shaped us into some of the things that we do and we didn't, we don't even understand it. And people, when they start to dig and they get the knowledge of, oh, that's something, this is why I act the way I do. It's just so helpful. It allows our brains to like release some of that and it takes away the power that that has over us. So yeah, it takes some time. But I mean, what in life is worthwhile? I tell my kids this all the time. Nothing in life that's that's worthwhile is easy. Like, come on, you know, that's the hard work pays off. And it's it's Jesus, though, changing you. I don't want people to, you know, the works and all that type of thing. I don't want that to get muddy. Jesus changes us. But you do have to show up and do the work and, and you know, re- do the support and, and all the things. So and then when you do that, he changes us. <laughs> Yeah, I remembered the other thing. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> um, you know, I've kind of thrown some maybe, I don't know, but excuses your way or you've shared some things that people are afraid of or what hold them back. And so we also talk about hearing from God and taking like the thoughts that come in our heads and uh, not spiral and hold them up to the truth in the Bible. And so I would just challenge our listeners too, if you're feeling some prompting to pursue journey groups and, you know, the... I, what you shared, like, who's going to see me, like you were saying, uh, but who's going to watch my kids, or staying stuck, or I can fix this myself, I'll just stop mm-hmm. drinking. Um, a lot of that, I would have to say, is probably coming from Satan, because he wants you to be isolated. He wants you to stay stuck. He does not want you to improve your life, and then, therefore, the lives of everyone around you as well. So, if you have those thoughts coming into your head that are pulling you back, I would just encourage anyone listening to check the source. And I love the idea of just reach out to Sherry. Yes. You're not spending yet. Take one, one step. Go say you'll go to one meeting, you know, just one. And if you need to spend spend it, like someone's going to watch my kids for me. So I get a break. If that gets you in the door, (laughs) it gets you in the door. That's right. That's wonderful. We want to. And and even like you come and you go, well, this might not be for me right this minute. You can come back, you know, like you can plan it for, oh, I'm going to do this starting after Christmas or whatever. Like we all, like I never want people to feel like it's, um, if the program is that they want to get into is maybe taking a break. Well, we'll start it back up again right after the new year, you know, just different things. But that's why I want people to reach out and ask, because if we don't know, you know, there's so many things available, I think, that people don't take advantage of because they might just not know that it's there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, guys, if you're listening and you're interested, don't let anything deter you from pursuing this. 
start with a phone call, email, text message. All the people that don't like to talk on the phone were like, nope, not that one. (laughs) (laughs) We will link Sherry's email in the show notes. So make sure you, wherever you're listening to this right now, just scroll down and you can click Sherry's email and it'll pop right open and you can just click clack away on your keyboard. Yes. I'll wrap up with one of my final questions. Just in general, maybe we haven't set you up for it and we haven't said it ourselves, but what would you say to just anyone that's struggling? We're going to keep it broad struggling that maybe it's what you wish you could go back and tell your former self or something that you do tell people in that first conversation that can help them take the first step to a better it autumn talks about walking into a promised land right conquering your enemies and walking into a promised land so any advice encouragement just where your heart is for them uh, for anyone that's struggling Um, just don't stay there. Don't stay there. God doesn't want us to struggle. Uh, I was reading just yesterday about the joy that he wants us to experience as Christians, as believers, like he came to earth and died on the cross for us and made a way for us to have access to the God of the universe. I mean, so why do we get, we get so caught up in our little struggles and our little worries. And believe me, I'm talking to myself. I can be a one worrier, but I mean, just don't stay there. I just feel like there's so much like the word promised land. That's wonderful. I love that. Like, cause his strength can change us. Like it, there is, it, we don't have to stay in our mud, you know, there's so much hope and, and joy out there and a better life. If you just take those first few steps, even when it's scary, I mean, it is scary, but yeah, just don't stay there. God did not want us to carry some of the things that we carry. And that, like I said, he came to change that. And we just kind of let that slip by sometimes. And I just think we're just missing the, missing the boat when we stay in our struggles and our worries. Well said. Well, thank you so much, Sherry, for coming on the show. We hope that you listeners are clicking the show notes right now and looking at the verses that we have kind of mentioned and paraphrased and email Sherry. Yes. And our text or whatever. I don't mind text messages, whatever. So okay, we will link all of her information so you can find her on the internet. Thank you. you. Bye. Thank you so much. We're really good at segues. <laughs> and sound effects, right? Yes. So that's the end of our episode. But if you find yourself wanting more and who could blame you Brooke (laughs) tell them where they can find us Monday through Friday we have a lovely website it's wittyandgritty.blog you can go there it has every mini series ever we've done what about the socials Farron yes we are on Instagram and Facebook primarily but we do also have um, a Pinterest account so be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform yeah oh also fun fact we release episodes every Wednesday so you can count on us be sure to subscribe that way you don't have to go and find it every week yeah, it'll just automatically do the magic m- computery thingy. Thank you, technology. Go Thank you. technologies and uh, Instagrams. Yes. All right, we'll catch you next week, guys. Bye. This episode is brought to you by 21 Kicks Journals, the journals you'll actually finish. Research shows that actively doing something for 21 days in a row will change your brain. Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and, not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed. Head to the 21 Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes.